Thanks for listening to the Grace Life Podcast, where we want to know God, love people, and reach our world. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to gracelife.church. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the gracelife.church app. It's free and available wherever you download apps. Welcome to Grace Life Church. My name is Matt Brammer, and I'm our serve team coordinator here at Grace Life. That just means I help teach part of, part of First Step and I help you get involved with the team. Uh, I'm so excited to be up here this morning. Uh, so before I begin, I just want to uh, say thank you to Pastor Jimmy and the leadership here at Grace Life Church for the opportunity to be up here this morning. I am so thankful. And I also really believe that God has something to say to each in every one of us here this morning. So let's lean in, let's invite him to speak and hear what he has to say, okay? Awesome, awesome, awesome. So like I said, Pastor Jimmy asked me to speak just a, just a few weeks ago, and when he, when he asked me, I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. I, I wanted to do this. I was so excited. I got the opportunity to speak last year during our throwback series, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to teach on this stage again before the, the new building. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm, I can't wait to do this. So he told me my topic, and Immediately went home, started listening to lectures, podcasts, all these nerdy things that I just love. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm digging into it, start writing my sermon. I'm like, ooh, man, that's a good point right there. Ooh, oh, man, people will be like, amen to that one. And keep going, keep going. Pulling the heartstrings is going to be good. I was confident it was going to be good. So this Thursday, Thursday, like three days ago, I come here and I wanted to teach through for Pastor Jimmy because he just has so much wisdom and insight. And I wanted to make sure that if there's anything I needed to change, you know, just little minor details. So I get up there, I deliver my sermon, I think I'm crushing it, I'm just doing so good. I come down, I get done, I come down to the auditorium where you guys are sitting, and I'm like, so Pastor Jimmy, what'd you think? And he was just kind of like, eh, eh. (laughs) And you know, he was so gracious, and he was so kind, he had so many good things to say. And I started listening to him, and as I was listening to this feedback, I was like, well, uh, it's very clear. I'm going to have to rewrite this whole thing. I'm going to have to rewrite this whole thing. And, you know, and of course, my first thought wasn't, thank you, Pastor Jimmy. Thank you, God, for such a wise pastor for putting him there. No, my first thought was, ah, well, I guess I don't get to watch the World Cup this weekend. No, there it goes. There it goes. So he finished uh, giving me my feedback. And I said, thank you. And I walked out the door. And I was just so mad, y'all. I was just so mad that I wasn't going to be able to do things. I was like, God, don't you know that I spent so much time on this? I spent hour after hour after hour doing this. And then God all of a sudden stopped me. He's like, Matt, this is not about you. This is just not about you. This is about me and my glory. And ironically, that's what we're going to actually be talking about today. We're going to talk about that our lives should be to the glory of God alone. You saw that intro video uh, that Jimmy was talking about, and you see that we're talking about things that happened during the 16th century, and you see Latin on your screen. You're like, Latin? Why? Man, reading Leviticus is hard enough. Now you're going to make me learn Latin too? Are you kidding me? Like, this is going to be hard. And you know, I know there's like two people in the room that you took Latin in high school, and you're super excited about seeing Latin on screen, because you're like, I already know what they're saying up there. It's cool. But for the rest of us who didn't take Latin in high school, or I mean, like me, I didn't even take Spanish in high school. No, I was the guy who said, French is going to be the most useful language. Absolutely. <laughs> that was me. That was me. So what, why are these solas so important? You know, church back in the 16th century, it's just so different than how we do church today. You know, like today, we, 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 there's so many different churches out there. So if one church doesn't really fit with what we might believe or how we want to operate, we, we might just go to another one. Not, not back in the 16th century. 
back in the 16th century, there was just really one church. And if you didn't like what I said, you just kind of got over it. Or you, didn't, you weren't a Christian. It was just one of the two. You just kind of went with your life. You know, today we, we might be reading a promise in, in the Bible or we hear Pastor Jimmy say something on Sunday morning. We're like, man, that's a, that's a truth. That is a truth. No matter what, I am a loved son of God. Hallelujah. Not back in the 16th century. Back in the 16th century, there was authorities that could override that truth. Scripture wasn't always true. You guys starting to see why this is so important. So there's some people that, that were back in the 16th century, and they're called the Reformers, and they created these five solas. And sola is Latin for only. And think of them as pillars. They're pillars that laid the foundation for redirecting the church back to what we know and how we operate today. They are not something we should just know. They are things that we should live our life by. They're things that we should live our life by. And we're going to cover all five of them throughout this series. But today, we're going to just focus on one. That our lives are not about us. It's solely Deo Gloria. That our lives are about the glory of God alone. Soli Deo Gloria. Our lives are about the glory of God alone. And you know, glory is kind of like a churchy word. It's not something we usually use in day-to-day conversations. So, so what I want us to do is I want to, I want to kind of paint us a picture. So and just to explain what this word glory means. So then when we say that that's what our lives should all be about, the glory of God, we're all on the same page, okay? So we're going to take a journey. Come with me. We're going back to medieval times, way back there, okay? And we're on this journey, and we're walking. We're walking, and then all of a sudden, we start seeing these guards, these everywhere. And we're like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. And you start to notice that they all have the same crest on their, sh- on their, their shield and their, their whatever this is, armor. And you're, oh, okay, cool, Don't, there must be a king nearby, and you see a city far off, and you start keep walking, and, and you're, you're so hungry from this imaginary journey. You're so hungry. So you have to go to the marketplace. You go in the marketplace, and you, you want to find a, a loaf of bread, and you, you start exchanging money, and you start to notice that, oh, the, well, there's, on every single coin, there's the same face. Oh, that must be the king. And then you look around, and you're like, oh, wow, there's a, there's a lot of commerce happening here. The, this king, and there, there's so much many soldiers. Look how big this army is. Oh, this king, he must be powerful. This king, he must be wise. Look how many people want to do business here. And you keep walking, and you see beautiful sculptures and gardens in the palace. It's elaborate and unique. Like, oh, this king, he must be creative and imaginative. And then, then you look around, you see families laughing and playing in the streets. Just, it seems like everybody just wanted to be here. This king must be loving and merciful, too. And see, all those things, they, they, they pointed back to someone. They all pointed back to the king. Those things, those things were the king's glory. They all showed the reputation and the importance of someone. But now, now you're back in this imaginary town, and the bells are going off everywhere, and you, you put it together. Oh, this town must be under attack. So you look around, you see the soldiers that you saw kind of gather together, figure out a battle plan, and then in unison, they all shout, for the glory of the king! For the glory of the king! It was all there to remind them why they were fighting. That rally cry was to remind them why they're fighting. And, you know, we love a good rally cry. Now, I love movies, so I'm about to butcher this. But, you know, Braveheart, William Wallace, freedom. It sounded like a Wookiee there. Oh, that's whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Or, you know, maybe, maybe it's your favorite sports team. Maybe it's your favorite sports team. That maybe your team's down, and to encourage everybody to remind them why they are here, they, you, you have this chant that just gets everybody motivated. So, yeah, this is why we're here. This is why we're doing it. But we're believers, guys. Have we, have we ever stopped and asked, what, what's the thing that reminds us what we are all about? Did, is, there, is there something that when we wake up on, in the morning and we say, yeah, 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 that's what this is all about. So we're here to talk about today. Our rally cry is believers. This is 
Our lives are to the glory of God alone. Our lives are to the glory of God alone. So, you know, now that we know what the, the Reformer said about, about this, what, what does the Bible have to say about this? In Isaiah 43, verse 7, it says this, Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. So before we even get to this idea of glory, we just have to ask a simple question. Do you claim God as yours? Do you claim God as yours? And I know there, there might be some people in the room today that you're, you're new to church or uh, you may be even new to this idea of God. And, you know, I, I just want to say, you're welcome here. You, your questions are welcome here. We're with you through this entire faith journey. Thanks for coming here this morning. But for believers, it's a question we still got to ask ourselves. Do we really claim God as ours? You know, like the God of the Bible, Jesus, that guy, that God. And I don't think this, this thing that we do here in the South, which is, hey man, you a Christian? Well, I'll go to church. No, no, I, think, I don't think that that's what God was talking about here. See, this verse was written to a nation called Israel, and Israel was God's chosen people at the time. They were, they were kind of seen as God's people or Christians. They, they, they would go to church. They would associate with God. But God had to ask those people who would associate themselves with him, hey, bring me the people that claim me as their own. So it's something more. It's something more than just a Sunday experience. You know, do we claim God on Sunday mornings or on our Facebook status, or do we claim him throughout the week? That's a question we got to ask ourselves. This is, this is a life-altering statement. This is something that our lives are all about. Do we claim God as yours. It's a core statement about our existence. The second thing that I think God is teaching us through this verse is that God created us. God created us. How many parents do we have in the room today? Just by, by show of hands. If you're a parent, raise your hand. Man, that is awesome. I love seeing so many parents here. Well, I'm not a parent yet, but I definitely remember back to being a kid. So, I remember there were some things that I did that had, had a reaction from my parents, and, and, and this was their reaction. Oh no, is that my kid? Oh my gosh, can't, is that, that better not be my kid. Oh no. Any parents, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe, maybe that's you right now, you're getting a text message from G-Kids, and you're like, well, my kid's doing that right now, I don't want this kid to be my kid. Anybody? Anybody? You know, we, we think about that, and it reminds me of this one time that I was, I, I was just a jerk to my parents. They're, they're actually here today, so hopefully this is, this is only going to embarrass me and it's going to honor them, okay? So <laughs> I was in a department store, and when I was in a department store, for some reason, I was just so mad at my mom. I did not have anything to do with her. I did not want to listen to her. I didn't want to, to hear her at all. So she turned one way, and then I ran the other way. I ran away and I ran away and I hid from her. And I, you know those like department store racks that they have, a circle of clothes that you can like play hide and seek with? Well, I hid in there. I hid in there. And then, of course, I hear like the, my mom's like kind of freaking out a little bit. And then I hear on the intercom, Matt Brammer, please come to the front. Matt Brammer, please come to the front. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to come to the front. But then all of a sudden, you know, a, a department store clerk found me and they brought me back to my mom. And of course, my mom was livid. She was absolutely livid and rightfully so. But for some reason in my heart, I'm just like, I don't, I don't have to listen to you. So I, I just burst it out. And I was like, you know what, Mom? I don't, I don't have to listen to you. I don't wish you weren't even my mom. And I was a jerk. <laughs> yeah. But, and we all kind of have that same reaction, like, ooh, how can you even say that? We just thought, like, why, why is that offensive? It's offensive because 
the only reason I'm here is because she made me. The only reason I exist is because she, she helped make me. And, you know, we, we kind of do the same thing with God sometimes. We might go, no, no, God, I don't want to do, no, I don't, I don't want to do this, X, Y, Z. And God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. The reason you even exist is because I made you. Like, you're only here because of me. How can we tell God that? You know, it's not even, it's not even an accident. It's not like God accidentally made you. God doesn't accidentally do anything. God doesn't accidentally do anything. Psalm 115.3 says this, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. He does all that he pleases. That means no matter what he does, it pleases him. So this is a humbling moment, but just stay with me. The reason we're here is because it pleased God. The reason we're here because it pleased God. But more than we're just not an accident, and more than you existed just because it pleased God, you existing is God's prized creation. We are God's prized creation. James 1.18 says, He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, all creation became his prized possession. We exist not only because God willed it, we exist because we are his prized creation. God loves us out of everything. Now, I know there's some people in the room today that I say that, and you're like, Matt, that's not true. There is no way that I'm God's prized creation. I want to talk to you for a second. I said, no matter what you've done, no matter how far you've been away from God, that doesn't change the way God values you. God decides that, not you. Okay? That's the truth of the day. God not, not only made us, but he also made us with a reason, which I think is the next thing that this verse in Isaiah is teaching us today. The next thing that God is teaching us is that the reason we exist is for the glory of God. The reason we exist is for the glory of God. You know, when I think about, you know, existence, philosophical right here, when I think about existence, I think everything that exists has been made, everything that's been made has been made with a reason. Everything that's been made has been made with a reason. So, for an example, just, just for sake of example, we're going to talk about a chair, okay? Everybody have a chair in your brain? What is the reason for a chair? To sit. You guys are doing a good job. You're fulfilling the purpose of the chair this morning. Good job. Now imagine, just for the sake of example, that you, all of a sudden you became an amazing craftsman. You're like, I'm going to make the best chair in the world. And you start you know, doing things with wood and like sculpting. I don't know. I'm not at that. So you, may, you put together the chair and it's going to be, it's an amazing chair. And you look at it and it's like, that, man, I love that chair. And then, then you take a second and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to test it out. I'm going to take a sit. And then you, you sit down in your chair and then all of a sudden you get catapulted out of it. You're like, whoa. What was that? <laughs> You're like, I need, I need to drink some water or something. I don't know. So I'm going to try this again. I sit down. And then you get catapulted out of it again. And something even crazier this time happens. The chair looks at you and says, no. And you're like, what? How did you talk? How are you talking right now? He's like, no, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want you to. I don't want you to sit in on me. And you're like, what? what? You don't want me to sit on you? He's like, yeah, I don't want you to sit on me. But, but you're a chair. Like, that's why you exist for people to sit on you. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You know what I want to do? I want to take people to work. I'm going to be a car and like grows legs and it walks away. <laughs> now, that's ridiculous, right? That is absolutely ridiculous. Something that has been created arguing with this creator on why they exist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, something that has been created arguing with its creator on why they exist. Isaiah 45.9 says this. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it? 
saying, stop, you're doing it wrong. Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? Are we arguing with our creator? You know, I know when we argue with God, and it doesn't always look like we're shaking our fists at the heavens. And I know there's some people in the room, that that's how you feel today. We're with you. But for, for most of us in the room, when we argue with God, we're not shaking our fists at the heavens. We're just saying, no, 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 God, I don't want to do fill in the blank. Or no, 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 God, I want this instead. We show God that we're arguing with him, and we argue with our creator just by our actions. But our lives aren't about us, what we're talking about today. Our lives are for the glory of God alone. Our lives are for the glory of God alone. So what, what does this mean for us today? How, how can we apply this truth that our lives are for the glory of God alone in, into our lives? How can we actually do that? So what I want to do is just everybody come with me for one second, okay? This is really important. I want, you, I want us to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us today. I'm going to go through a couple areas of our life, and I'm just going to point out some things that we might be living for us instead of for the glory of God. And if the Holy Spirit highlights it, that's for you, okay? That's for you. All right. So the first area of our life that we might be living for us instead of for the glory of God is our career. Our career. You know, when we walk in the, into the door at work on Monday, it's the first thought we have, man, how can I bring you glory, God? Or it's the first thought, how can I get that next promotion? Or, man, when do I get to leave? Anybody? I've been there. What if your career wasn't about getting the next paycheck or getting to do the coolest job? That, that, even though that's, that those are fine, that it's not the point. What, what if, just, just go with me for a second. What if your career was there for you to be able to influence the people at your job? And that was it. It is regardless, because that's why God puts you there. What if, and just another thing, what if God has you at the job you're at to help grow character in you? Our careers are not about us. It's about the glory of God alone. So if, God, if, if the Holy Spirit's highlighting this for you, let's just ask this question when we walk into the door on Monday. God, how can I make Jesus famous today? How can I make Jesus famous today? He'll show us. The next area of our life that we might be living for us instead of the glory of God is our finances. Our finances. And you know, we hear, oh, that money, that's mine. I earned that. I actually did that job just so I can earn that. It's mine. No, 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 no. The glory of God alone the glory of God alone. It's the first thought when we get a raise or a bonus. Oh, now I get to go on this vacation. Or, oh, now I get that new car. Again, not those things are bad, but they're not the point. If the first thought comes to our head, God, what, what do you want? Why did you give this to me? Everything is already God's anyway. Anything he gives us was already his. So do we, we need to ask, God, what, what do you want this for? Some of us, to glorify God with our finances, man, we just need to get out of debt. Straight up. We just need to get out of debt. Proverbs actually says that the borrower is slave to the lender. So just, just how can we tell our neighbors or our coworkers about the freedom God has if we're enslaved to credit card companies? Can't happen. God's highlighting that for you. We have a life group that starts here in a few weeks called Financial Peace University that walks you through financial freedom. I've been through it. It is amazing. Maybe sign up for that. Go to our website. Go to our app. For some of us, for us to honor God with our finances, we just, we just know, get, get our spouse together when we get home, and we just need to go line by line by line. And we just go, honey, is that glorifying to you? Or God, is that glorifying to you? God, is that glorifying to you? What about this God? If he says yes, go to the next one. But if he says no, the next question needs to be, well, then how do you want me to use it? Why do I have it? 
How can I glorify you with that? Some of us, to glorify God, we just need to make a budget. <laughs> we just need to make a budget or stick to the one we've already made. That's me. I struggle with that, guys. I've been there. Next area of our life is our marriage. Even our marriage isn't about us. You know, here, get married, get happiness. That's, that's for you. That marriage is for you. No, 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 no. The glory of God alone. What if, what if God's purpose in marriage isn't for you to be happy? Maybe God's purpose in marriage is to show you how much of a jerk you are. I'm serious. That's like the number one thing I've learned in marriage. Like, Matt, you're not patient. Matt, you're selfish. Matt, pick up your clothes. Really, you're an adult. You should do that. Really, our marriage is not even about us. So if that's what God's highlighting, husbands, ask God, how can I love my wife today? And wives, ask God, how can I respect my husband today? The next area of our life, our bodies, our bodies. You know, we hear, it's my body, it's mine. You know, what, what I do with my body, it only affects me, my body, my choice. It's everywhere. It's in our music, it's in our politics, it's in our social media, it's everywhere. For the glory of God alone. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourselves. For you were bought with a high price. So you must honor God with your bodies. Now I know this verse has been used in churches to bash people to tell them that they're not good enough. It's not what we're here to talk about today. It's not what we're here to talk about today. What this verse shows us, though, is that what we do with our bodies really matter. And here's why. Because that high price that our body was bought with, that was Jesus' death on the cross. That's what bought us. That bought us. That's, what we do with our, that's why what we do with our bodies really matter. Now, I know that this passage really is referring to some sexuality that was happening in the church, so I just want to ask a couple questions. Is our internet use glorifying to God? The way we're using Snapchat, is that glorifying to God? Are you sleeping with them just because you don't want to lose them? Is that glorifying to God? And here's, here's another thing, too, is that this church is with you, okay? We're not, we're not saying that's right, but we want to help you get out of that. We're there with you. Maybe today, just share that with somebody so they can start helping you. And you know, this, this verse can, we got to glorify God with our bodies in all areas. It's not just about the sexuality. So just think about it for a second. Like, like our ears. What about our ears? Like, what are we listening to? What are we listening to? Are we listening to lies about who we are or who God is? Or are we listening to truth about who we are and who God says? You know, what, what about our mouths? Are we speaking blessing over others? Or are we speaking curses or gossiping at work? Everything. All of our bodies for the glory of God. One last thing. Nobody throw anything at me, okay? Nobody throw anything at me. Our mouths, just need to ask God. And how, is that how I'm eating? Is that glorifying you to God? Okay, good. Next area is our time. You know, I hear this all the time. That's a joke, pun. It was, it was a bad joke. All right, so I hear this all the time. Hey, man, how you doing? I mean, I'm real busy. Hey, you want to hang out sometime? Man, I'm just real busy. I'm just real busy. And, you know, unfortunately, I hear that, too, when I was like, hey, man, how's your, how's your time with God going? How's, how's your prayer life going? Man, I'm just real busy. Or, hey, man, how would you come serve at church with me this weekend? Oh, man, I'm just real busy. If our schedules are too busy for the basic things that God has asked us, then maybe we just need to reevaluate our priorities. 
So, so maybe this week, we can just pull up our calendar and ask God, hey, how do you want me to use my time this week? Or maybe just wake up one morning and ask, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do today? Next area of our life, it's our kids. Kids are made for the glory of God. Amen. I'm not a parent, so I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do that for you guys. Um, if that's you, you know who you are. Kids are made for the glory of God. Relationships. It's the next area. Relationships. Every relationship. You know, it's not just our dating relationships. This is our parents. This is our, our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors. And it does include our boyfriends and our girlfriends. It means every relationship. It was made for the glory of God alone. So maybe for some of us today, we, to glorify God in our relationships, we just need to have lunch with that guy at the office that nobody wants to. To show him that what, what Jesus is like. Maybe, maybe some of us, and it does deal with a dating relationship, and you, you, you should just dump that loser. Maybe you should just dump that loser today. You know who you are. Unless you're the loser, you don't know who you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> some of us, on, on a serious note, man, the way that we can glorify God in our relationships is we need to forgive someone. We need to forgive someone or ask for forgiveness. That relationship is to glorify God. Glorify God. Next one is our time, or sorry, not time, plans. Our plans. You know, we got to have the plan, right? Got to have the plan. You know, you think about it, you're a junior in high school, and you're like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to start applying to these three or four different colleges because I need to go into this kind of school to get this kind of income so I can afford the lifestyle that I want to have. But while I'm in college, I'm probably going to meet my spouse with second or third year so that we can date for two years before we get married. Then once we're married, then we're going to have our kids three years later. We'll buy that three-bedroom, two-bath house at the beginning as an intro level. That, and then we're going to upgrade to a five-bedroom, three-bath house. And then uh, we're going to put all our money inside so that we can have a, a vacation home in Key West and another house in like Colorado or something. I don't know. All of those things. <laughs> None of those things are bad. But where was God in the middle of that? Have we even asked God, hey God, what, what do you have plans for my future? How, how do I need to start living now so I can start living in what the plans you've created for me for tomorrow? How can we do it? And you know, guys, this, this list, it can keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And that's kind of the point is that it can and it should keep going and going and going and going. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this, So whatever you eat, or whether you drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all for the glory of God. That all that's everything. That's everything. That's every big decision. That's every small decision. That's everything. Imagine. Imagine what that would look like. If the people in this room, we said, no, 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 everything is going to be for the glory of God. What would, what would your marriage look like? What, what would our schools look like? What would our city look like? If we said, no, 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 it's not about me. It's about your glory, God. It's about your glory alone. What will that look like? So for today, I just have a, a simple question. Really simple question. Is there an area of your life that you're not living for the glory of God alone? Is there an area that you're not living for the glory of God alone? It's that thing that God keeps pointing back to. No matter what's being talked about, it's, a, it's that thing. We ask God to speak to us. It's that. That's the area. 
that we need to start living for the glory of God. It's for you. It's for you. And, you know, some people in the room today, the first way to start making our lives not about us and about the glory of God alone is we need to make Jesus our king. That's the first way. When we say, no, 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 my life's not about me. It's about your glory alone, God. So if that's you, and you want to make Jesus your king today, I'm going to invite you to pray this with me. It's not this prayer that saves you, but I want you to start a conversation with God about making him your king. Pray something like this with me. God, and this is all about you. Everything is all about you, and I've, I've made this about me. God, I believe you say what you say about Jesus, that he, he came here and he died in my place so that I can know you. Teach me to follow you the best way that I know how. And please give me a life of great meaning and great purpose here in your kingdom. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, let's celebrate with those people. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. If you've made the decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. It's the best decision you'll ever make. If you've been impacted in any way, we'd love to hear about it. Head over to gracelife.church resources where you can share your story and find other tools for following Jesus. We hope you go out and make Jesus famous in your world.